Welcome to the Binge Breakers Podcast. I'm Jacqueline. I am here to teach you how I overcame bulimia and my binge eating disorder, and how you can too. Through simple steps of mind management, repairing your relationship with yourself, understanding your habits, and intuitive eating. Disclaimer. This recording is not intended to be utilized as medical advice or a medical diagnosis. If you think you're in need of medical attention or treatment, please seek it immediately. This recording will also contain sensitive subjects such as binging and purging, weight and depression. Please listen at your own discretion and do what you think is best for you. Hey, podcast listeners. I hope you guys are doing well. Today, I want to talk about the power of making decisions um, in recovery, how it helps you in recovery making decisions. But I firstly want to credit uh, Megan Tong. She was my personal coach for a year and she also, um, she's awesome. She talked about this on her Instagram recently. She helps me a lot with making decisions as a coach. And also Brooke Castillo talks about this. Stacey Bayman talks about this. Lots of people that I love in the life coaching industry talk about this. So this is not my original idea is what I'm trying to get across. Always give credit where credit is due. However, I'm going to talk about how it personally has helped me in my life and then how it can help you in recovery and how people avoid decisions in recovery, which leads them not making progress. So something uh, cool about decision-making is that it, I've talked about this in my program recently. It makes helps you make faster progress. Not always, but if you make decisions, you are then moving in some sort of direction. You've chosen something to do next and therefore are doing that action. And then you're getting feedback from that. When you don't make any decisions at all, you are no longer trying anything and then you were stalled and you're not making progress in any direction. Even if you make a decision that fails, the cool part about about that is that you learn from that failure and then you're able to decide again and choose something else and figure out the process much faster. The biggest thing I see people do in recovery is they're not, they don't make decisions to do things. They don't make decisions that would help them. They keep being on the fence about intuitive eating or a different strategy to try. They're not open to it. They're not sure. They keep deliberating back and forth. And in that deliberation, they then never really make any progress. They only just think about what they could possibly do. They never decide to eat more, finally and foremost. They never decide to eat adequate amounts of calories. They never decide to try the pause method. They never decide to do certain things. Maybe they don't decide to get outside help, right? And then they just think, maybe I should, maybe I shouldn't. And they don't decide whether they just want to do it on their own or go get help. All those things stall their progress. And when people just start being like, no, I'm going to try this. We're just going to go for it. We're just going to go all in, make the decision. That's when I see a lot of people make faster progress. But um, some the fun thing about making decisions, so... One of my New Year's goals I failed at last year was to run a 5K race. And I was thinking back to like, why did I fail that race? Because it's not like I failed that goal because I didn't not run that year. Why did I fail? One reason I failed at that goal is because I just didn't, I didn't um, focus on it. There was no, there was no plan and there was no reminder of that goal anywhere. I just I had it written down in one book and that's it. And I never looked at those goals. I never looked at that book. And then for the actual running, I never had a solid plan as to how I would get there. Like, okay, you're going to run a 5k race. How? What are you going to do? Where are you going to go? How, what's the race going to be? What's your training regimen going to look like? I never thought about any of those things. I just thought it would kind of happen. And Something that ultimately I decided is that I never signed up for a race. Like, that's why I really I didn't do it. I missed one crucial decision, which was I never signed up for the race. And so this past week, what I did 
is instead of waiting a while to figure out. So I was like, well, you're not going to be able to run. Um, I decided this year I'm going to try to go for a 10K race. I think that's pretty reasonable for me. Um, but I know I need ample amounts of time to train for that. I can't just run a 10K right now without stopping, walking, being a little bit tired. I probably wouldn't make it in the amount of time they've lauded. So I knew like, oh, well, we probably shouldn't book a race yet because I can't do it. And then I thought, no, you know what? what's going to be helpful is we just book the race now. And then we know for sure we're going to do it because we booked it. Usually things I sign up for, I don't not do. And so I just made the decision. I got online. I spent, I looked at two websites for local races. I found one that was 10 K looked reasonable, reasonably priced. I paid for it. I signed up. I'm done. Like that goal now, because I made one simple decision of purchasing a race pass means that I will likely accomplish that goal. And I might accomplish more than my goal. Maybe I'll run a half marathon by the end of the year. I don't know. That's not really my intention. I don't want to become like an ultra runner. I like lifting weights too. I just thought the 10K would, the reason I'm doing it, those guys that maybe are triggered more by that, reason I'm doing it is just for like health reasons. I think it'd be fun. I like running with my dog anyway. And then also I want to meet people that are other runners, active people in the community. So those are all the reasons I'm doing it. But the point is, making a simple decision, just deciding on that one thing, I've already accomplished, I've already accomplished like 50% of my goal now. And now I just have to do the training. And, and, and because of that, because I made that goal, I now was able to see, oh, well, if we're going to do this race in April, that means that I need to be able to run a 10K by April. What does that mean? That means I need to work on my training regimen for running. And so I then after that looked up running training regimens and I didn't spend a whole lot of time. I just picked one regimen that I thought seemed reasonable, seemed really slow and incremental. I do not want to do something that's going to be damaging to my health to hurt me. All those things, I did that. And then I put it in my calendar. And now I have a cohesive plan because of that decision. I know what we're expecting, what the goal is, what the number is, and what I need to be doing. And I think I'm so much more likely to actually actually accomplish that goal. And just one of my big New Year's goals, right? And I've accomplished it just because of one decision one simple decision. Same thing with you guys. The reason I think I avoided that decision last year and the reason I feel like a lot of people avoid making decisions in recovery in general is fear. Fear of what's going to happen if the decision doesn't work out. Not necessarily failure, but maybe they gain weight. Maybe the the strategy they try isn't as effective as they'd hope. A lot of people, they don't want to sign up for things that might help them. Like, I'm sure a lot of people want to join my program or private coaching, but it's a bigger commitment. So they're like, what if I can't do it? They get overwhelmed. They get in failure mode. They feel fear that failure. And because of that, they don't try. The problem with that, though, is that they don't try anything, right? And so they never make any progress. For me, I think I didn't want to sign up for that race because I thought, I don't know if I should be able to do it. What if I'm really slow? And I, I just this time was like, you know what? We probably are going to be the slowest. This is our first 10K race. We've never done that before. We're totally going to be the last ones to finish. But that's okay. It doesn't matter. We're still going to do it. And ultimately, like I was thinking through this too, if you fail, the ultimate failure would be just not doing it, not showing up. But even if you do the action that you decide to do, at least you've tried something. At least you did something different. And then you can get feedback and then you can understand what to do next and make another decision. But I think a lot of us fear making actual decisions because then we have to follow through with it. We have to do something. But the good thing about making decisions, I was talking about um, this with a client today, is whenever you make a decision, you find relief. I think I talked about this in my podcast a while ago, but you find relief when you say fuck it and just binge, 
partly because you're actually giving yourself the reward, right, of the binge and the purge and the behaviors. But you're also letting yourself know what's going to happen. You're finally like, now we know. And when you actually know, you're not in this limbo of confusion anymore. You're not like, are we going to try this? We're going to do that. What's going to happen? How are we going to do this? That is really confusing and really overwhelming. It's like walking into departments, a TJ Maxx, right? Which I can't do stores like that, that have too many options. I have to have like streamlined options for me because it's just overwhelming for my brain. I don't know what to pick. And for you, when you're in that phase of like, should I binge? Should I not binge? Should I try over intuitive eating? Should I not? Should I um, try not to purge? Should I do it? Blah, blah, blah. Should I not weigh myself? Should I weigh myself? Should I try to lose weight right now? Just deciding whether you decide to do it or not do it offers you relief. The fuck it, let's binge, that offers you relief. But also saying no offers you relief too in those moments. Like say say you're saying no to a behavior you don't want to be doing, but in the moment you really want to do it. It's going to offer you a different type of relief. First of all, you're not going to be in confusion anymore again. So you're getting relief of the overwhelm, that sort of stuff. And you know what's happening. So you're getting that form of relief of not being in overwhelm and not being in confusion anymore. And then you also, you'll get relief. You'll just have to get it with uncomfortable emotions like disappointment and longing, but not doing it. You have to deal with unmet desire. But I find that making a decision, whether it's yes or no, gives you equal amounts of relief, which is really cool. And my client was saying, yeah, I just, whatever I make the decision, at least we know, at least we can move on. I also talked about how to make a decision properly with her, which I'll go into with you guys now. A lot of us think if you're deciding to say no to food or no to binging, it is restrictive. Making decisions that are opposed to not indulging all of your whims and wants in terms of food is restrictive and unhealthy. I want you to think about what other things you say no to in your life and how you think about those decisions that aren't food related. You say no to spending money all the time. You say no to drinks and alcohol all the time. You say no to engagements with friends and family sometimes to, for some reason, you say no to those things. Sometimes maybe your reasons aren't so healthy, but oftentimes when we're saying no, like I every time you like see a sales email or whatever in your inbox and you delete it, you're technically saying, no, I don't, I don't care what you have to say. I don't want to see this anymore. That's you saying no. But I bet when you make that decision, you don't deliberate over whether that was a good decision or not. You don't think about, oh, maybe we should have done this. Maybe we should have done that. You don't think about what you're missing out on. You deleted the email. Clearly you don't really care. You don't think about those things. You just back yourself up and you're thinking, we made this decision and now we're going to deal with the consequences. Same thing with food decisions and behavior decisions, like with binging, purging, restriction, that sort of stuff. When you're deciding to try something, it'd be best to make the decision like you do with other things that aren't food related. Make it with confidence. Don't think about it again after you've made it. Just do the action required and do the work that it takes to create that action. Don't keep going back and re-deciding. That is a big mistake. And that's something I'm going to try to focus on a lot this year. I tried so much cool stuff last year. That helped me learn a lot, but now I need to refine and keep stay with my original decisions and learn a lot from it and keep taking action on those things. Same with you. Don't keep renegotiating, redeciding. Make parameters, decide on those parameters, do those parameters for a little while, and then reassess and then redecide what you need to do. But Oftentimes what we do is we think, overthink your decisions. We go back and forth. We stay in confusion. When you stay in confusion, you really don't make much progress. Not the type of progress that you'll want to make. And I'm not saying you have to make 
recovery, like you have to recover in a certain amount of time. I'm just saying that if you aren't making any decisions at all, you are likely not making any progress towards your goals because nothing's being done because no decisions are being made. You're just kind of doing the same thing over and over and over again, expecting different results, which is not going to be in your best interest. Okay. I just wanted to, I thought, I was just thinking a lot about decision-making and how how effective it is for people's recovery, but how little people use the power of decision-making. And the cool thing about recovery too, is it teaches you a lot on how to make decisions, which a lot of people, they don't make a lot of decisions in their life, which is possibly why their life stays stagnant sometimes. So recovery is really cool in that aspect because it teaches you how to make decisions scared, unsure, um, not knowing and still deciding because there's not a lot of guarantee in recovery, right? It's just like, try this, see what works, and eventually you'll find your way. So it's it's really cool. You learn how to make decisions scared, uncomfortable, not knowing, anxious, and still do it, which is a powerful, powerful skill for life. Okay, I'm going to let you guys go. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, thank you so much for being on the podcast and listening. Your support means the world to me. I hope you guys have a lovely, lovely weekend. Never give up on yourself. Hey, if you found this episode helpful, check out my website at bingebreakers.com. It has free courses, awesome group coaching, and private coaching available to you right now.